Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Hour number three of the program. Thanks a lot for hanging out. I do appreciate it. We're going over a couple different items, but they all kind of relate. Right? This, uh, the, the, uh, the flipping by Trisha Cotham from Democrat to Republican at the state legislature. Um, the reasons that she cited for that flippage. Flippage? Flipitude? Anyway, uh, for her uh, switching of the party affiliation. And, uh, and also this piece by... Uh, retired Colonel Kurt Schlichter over at townhall.com about uh, the only way to restore the norms is to finish them off. And he, you know, being a military guy and all, he, he you know, draws the parallel with mutually assured destruction. And what we have seen, what we just saw with the Manhattan district attorney, and, you know, I broke down all of this stuff before we even saw the indictment. And then after seeing the indictment, Nothing changed. The analysis holds. It's all still the same. There isn't, I mean, there really aren't, there, there, there's not a critical mass, right, of of legal experts that are on board with this idea that Alvin Bragg has acted appropriately, right, that, that he has these sound legal uh, theories here. No, everybody is, everybody is pretty well in agreement that this is at like at best it is a novel approach. It's a brand new theory that he's testing out. And it's worth doing so because, you know, orange man bad. And so, okay, if that's the norm, if this is our new standard, then let the indictments flow. Let them let them come for the Bidens. And according to uh Congressman James Comer chairman of the House Oversight Committee, he says he's already talked to two DAs, two local prosecutors, two different counties, one in Tennessee and one in Kentucky, and they want to know if there are ways they can go after the Bidens now. And uh, in this piece at the New York Post, uh, there's a fellow named Mike Davis. He is the former chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee. What does that mean? Whenever there are nominees coming forward through the Senate Judiciary Committee... He was the guy, he, a lawyer, right, chief counsel, right? He would help guide that process. So this guy knows a little something, something about the law, about judges, right, about how you know qualifications, judicial philosophy, that sort of stuff. So uh, building cases, right? He's, he's not just some random, right? Mike Davis, also president of the Article 3 Project. And so... He says, quote, I think our Republican AGs and DAs should get creative. Alvin Bragg did. Is that wrong? Because in the case of the Bidens, we actually have evidence. There is actual evidence. And I know a lot of people like, uh, was it Stan and his neighbor? (laughs) His neighbors don't, you know, they're not exposed to this information. So this may be. This may be new to them, but like folks who consume conservative media are well aware of what CEFC is, the Chinese energy company, 
and they are aware of the connections. They are aware of the 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 work, quote unquote, that the Biden family engaged in on behalf of the communist uh, Chinese party. And again, every time you talk about the Biden uh, uh, family business, you always have to ask yourself, what are they in the business of? What do they do? What are they selling? What is their good or service that they provide? What is it? Are they making widgets? What? What are they doing? No, it's an influence peddling operation. They sell access to government and favors, whether those favors are actions or non-action, inaction, right? To either take certain steps to do something to benefit the client or to not take steps that might harm the client. Hunter and James Biden, Hunter Biden and James Biden, Joe's brother, they got at least $4.8 million in 2017 and 2018 from CEFC, that is is now a defunct arm of Beijing's foreign influence Belt and Road Initiative. That's according to a Washington Post review of the laptop records that the FBI has had since 2019. And still just, mm, I don't really know if there's any kind of uh, crime going on here. Joe Biden also met as vice president with his relatives associates from Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. And he met with Hunter Biden's boss from a different Chinese business venture called BHR Partners, which was formed in 2013, just weeks after Hunter Biden joined his dad aboard Air Force Two for an official trip to Beijing. You can indict on all of this. You could present the evidence and you can indict. And the connection, if you are looking for a connection to these locales, you just have to find some sort of uh, connection to like the to the the uh, the county. Well, if they're doing some deals on oil and gas in Louisiana and Texas, there's your hook. Right? You so all you need to do if you're a local DA, you just need to find the uh, uh, you find that connection to your local county to your jurisdiction, right? Find some connection. It can be very, very tenuous. It doesn't matter. You could find the connection and then find the man. I'll find you the crime. And in this case, you have the added uh, benefit of actually having crimes that are attached, right? So there's, but even if you don't have a crime attached, who cares? That was so, you know, last year or last month. That idea is so old. I mean, that's just archaic now. So this is the only way to preserve the norms because the norms, as Kurt Schlichter wrote for a long time, right? We had this norm about not prosecuting political opponents. You would beat them at the ballot box. That norm's out the window. Okay. So let's start prosecuting, right? He says, we need to punish our enemies. So they learn that if they screw with us, they're going to get it back twice as hard. And not just in criminal cases, but in all aspects of our political struggle. We have to stop with the ridiculous idea that making your enemy pay is not a viable way of encouraging good behavior. It is, in fact, the only way. Now, is this the kind of country we wanted? No. I greatly prefer the rule that you are reluctant to jail your political enemies and to use the law to squash your opponent's ability to compete. But you know what? The Democrats decided that they wanted different rules. We warned them. I warned them. Kurt warned them. We oppose the changes. 
But you can't deny that the changes happened. We do live in a country where you jail your political enemies and use the law to squash your opponent's ability to compete. And we will live in such a country right up until the moment that us doing it to them causes them so much pain that they beg us to change the rules back again. So, if you really love the norms, you need to burn the norms village to save it, so to speak. Let me go over here and get uh, Adam. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. I live in Mint Hill, and there were no protests the other night. Oh, man. I was so, I was so hoping to see... The, the 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 wafting smoke through the uh, <laughs> through the night air. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't happen. It didn't happen. No hey, raging I was, protests. I was thinking back to the first time uh, Trisha Cosson was in office in the state legislature, which she was great, by the way. I didn't vote for her, but I lived in a district, mm-hmm. and uh, I emailed her about something. And I thought I'll never hear back. Thirty seconds later, she wrote back, so she was really responsive. But I remember when she decided not to run again. She just, she said she was going to spend more time with her family. That it, it had been taxing on her family life, so she was going to not run again. Two or three weeks later, Daniel Klopfelter resigns from the U.S. Congress to come be mayor of Charlotte. And guess who was one of the first people to throw their hat in the ring for that congressional seat in Washington? Mm-hmm. Trisha Cobham. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should be totally shocked that she's making this rash decisions uh, in the middle of important times. Well, I do. That's the thing. Like, I'm I'm willing to wait and see whether or not her voting positions change. I'm I I don't believe they will. I, I've seen no indication that she has flipped any votes. You know. Um, no, I, I agree. I don't think they'll change that much. Yeah. Uh, and but it doesn't matter because it's the way it looks. She ran as a Democrat. Right. So the Democrats voted for. It's kind of cheap. It's cowardly. But uh, whatever. It's right. not going to make a big difference in the long run. Right, and, and and so like yesterday we were talking about this. I don't know how it benefits her. Like if she's going to run for re-election in two years, right? Let's assume that that's going to occur. Right, she's going to run for re-election, right. and let's assume that the district gets the lines get redrawn into a more favorable uh, uh, district look for a Republican, right? Um, and so yeah. now she's a Republican, so that may be the solid that they offer her up, right? Okay, we're going to draw this district, and it's going to be easier for you to win. Well, is it because I, like? Her, if she doesn't change the way she votes on issues, Republicans are not going to like the way she votes on. Right? She's not. She's not a solid conservative uh, vote. So she's going to have a difficult time in a GOP primary unless, like, leadership tries to clear the field and make sure nobody runs against her. And I don't know. Then even if she gets through a primary, is is she able to win in the general against a Democrat? Considering what she has done, like, I almost get the sense that she's not going to run again. No, I, I don't think she should, because she's not a hard-right Republican, and moderate Republicans are not going to make it through a primary in two years. So yeah. she might as well just enjoy it while she lasts. Yeah, well, or she tries to carve out some sort of, uh, you know, unaffiliated lane, but I don't, know how you, I don't know how you draw a district to ensure a safe seat for an unaffiliated, if she can even, you know, get the signatures to get on the ballot in that case. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we hey, shall hey. see. Yeah, good to hear from you, Adam. I appreciate it. See you, buddy. All right, man. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I'm just I, I don't have any kind of like developed predictions and and you know prognostications on on what this all means. I have I'm I learned about it just as everyone else did, and I'm just kind of just trying to think through the different permutations and possibilities. I mean, she she's not going to get Democrat votes. Um, I think Adam uh, is uh, what 
is right. Like the the constituent services side of things, like that's always been what she has focused on. And maybe that's important enough and maybe that's valuable enough that it does get people to forgive her. But I don't I don't see that many people coming to her <laughs> with, you know, with something that she can fix immediately where that would be like, again, a critical mass that would that would propel her to victory in the but maybe she's got her eyes set on some other race. But if that's the case, what what race are you going to go for? I mean, you're not going to get Democrats to vote for you after doing what she did. So I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know what the play is. That's why I that's why I tend to believe the reasons that she cited were the reasons that she's she doesn't want to hang out with these Democrats, that they're just nasty to her. <laughs> like I can't, I I just got to take that at face value. All right. I'm, whoa, I'm way late. Okay. All right. Now, given the state of affairs in our country and the world, are you asking yourself whether you're prepared for an emergency? I actually get asked this a lot. My answer, start at Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies. The full line of Augustine Farms and Mountain House Foods, books, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, camping and hiking supplies. Being prepared is just smart. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. In Waynesville and online at CarolinaReadiness.com, get tickets to the Heritage Life Skills event also. Make a day trip to the mountains and return home fully prepared. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? And let me go over here and get uh, David on. Hello, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm all right. What's up? Well, you know, as far as uh, what they're doing to Trump and that making it... Uh, fair game to go after other politicians. Biden will never stand trial for that, for his China money, for the stuff that he's done in his career. But a simple reason that he's already suffering from the onset of either Alzheimer's or dementia, something. Mm. I mean, it's very obvious to anybody paying attention. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time he's out of office, it will become even more obvious. And any attempt to make him stand trial or face charges will be framed by the left as a mean-spirited attack on a feeble old man who won't even know he's on trial, and he'll skate. Plain and simple. Now, they may get Hunter. They even may get other members of his family. That's why they got to do it now. That's why you got to do it now. That's why these prosecutors in these red counties, they got to go after him sooner rather than later because because i like i agree i can totally see that happening but if they go after him while he's still in office then they can't make the argument that he's a feeble old man no but we haven't set that precedent yet we've only gone after a previous president oh uh, well i'm Not okay starting with president. an impeachment i'm okay starting with impeachment proceedings you know just do that i mean you could do it based on his phone call with the israeli prime minister a couple of days ago where he basically did the same thing that they accused trump of doing with uh, Zelensky. so um yeah i'm i'm fine i'm fine with them impeaching him first but i don't think that uh i mean like the norms are already gone so yeah, yeah well, it, it, he's it, already it, done that though his famous phone call where he brags about yeah getting a prosecutor fired right good gosh does it I don't understand why nothing was done about that, and yet they go after Trump for virtually the same thing, but much, much less. And then sh- Trump shocks them all by releasing the transcript. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you we know, went over this. Th- right? Yeah, we went over this the other day, which is like the, the same pattern with the uh, with this indictment as well, which we have seen for years. 
which is this, you know, secrecy of the accusations, which then allows the accusers to leak out details and maximize the damage. And the only way to stop it is to release information immediately, which is what Trump did with the yeah, with the transcript. Well, you know, there were times when they would say things that the moment I heard it, I knew it was a lot. You know, the whole Russia collusion thing. Remember the 17s? Uh, intelligence agencies all said that he colluded with Russia. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, most people can name a couple of them. But when I heard that, I thought, wow, uh, what's the defense mapping agency doing investigating Russian collusion? Now, for <laughs> those who don't know, one of those 17 agencies is a place called Defense Mapping Agency. It's basically a handful of guys sitting in the basement of the Pentagon taking satellite data and turning it into nice maps for our troops to use. Now, unless they got a nice satellite picture of Trump coming out the back door of the Kremlin, they would have absolutely nothing to do with a case like that. Nothing. I think you are, I think you are overlooking uh, a key piece of evidence here. Mm-hmm. Orange What's man that? bad. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's it. That's the key. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yep. once you factor that piece of evidence in, it kind of just obliterates your whole defense mapping argument, right? Because orange man bed. And that's that's the yep. Trump card. It just well, it works. The other thing was the whole, you know, the pee thing with the bed. Yep. Um, when a dog marks his territory, he doesn't farm it out to another dog. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And the way Trump is with a dollar, there's no way he would do such a thing knowing that the bill for that mattress is going to be on his credit card. Right. Well, and also, he's a bit of a germaphobe. So, yeah, well, that, too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just not, yeah, it's just not in line with what we know about the guy. No. It's a, the whole line of thinking is if you throw enough out there and if you muddy the water enough, constantly keep the man on defense. I mean, I'm no big Trump supporter. He gets on my nerves. He makes me cringe when he talks, but he did great things for the country. It's yeah. just that every time he gets up and talks, it's like an, an episode of WWE. <laughs> right. Dave, I appreciate yeah. the call, sir. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's because you're taking him literally, not seriously. Remember that line? All right. Uh, Jason, stay on the line. I'll get to your call in a minute. All right. Uh, let me go to the phone here and get Jason. Hello, Jason. I got you. What's going on, man? I got a question. Who's going to be wearing the sports bra? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Some people? Nike, oh, okay. pe- Nike people? I don't, I don't know. Okay. Their whole division is called Nike women. I don't even know how I don't know how they, how they can even design clothing. No, I don't either. Yeah. But the reason I called was, uh, have you heard about the KGP being uh, involved in a DUI? I think it was on like March 23rd or March 28th. I have heard that. I saw there was like, there was one, it was a... There was a picture, it was like all blurry, and it got tweeted out by some website or something, and I had never heard of this website. I could never find anything else about it. There was no, there's been no reports on it confirming it, and uh, the day that it happened, or the day that uh, the the picture was sent out, um, ostensibly from the night before, uh, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, the uh, White House press secretary, she was actually gu- doing the daily briefing. So I, I don't like if, if she was drunk and hung over, she definitely wasn't exhibiting any of those symptoms <laughs> when she well, was. That's why I was calling you. Yeah. It was sent to me by different people at work and they were all involved in some form of TikTok, which I don't have or know how to do. Yeah. So I was just asking, I would have thought someone, let the uh, news correspondent from Africa talk about it. He would get his moment in uh, glory for that after the way he was treated. Exactly, yeah. Right, So, and I find it hard to believe that 
uh, that if there was any evidence of this whatsoever, that it still hasn't made its way out. Like I said, the timeline to me didn't really fit because that like literally the day it happened, she's up on the podium taking questions. And so it, it I, and, and the, the image did not prove that it was her. So, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Is right. it possible? Well, Absolutely. This, the audio was really muffled. So that's why I was asking. Yeah. Lord, I would love that. Not because I want somebody to get hurt, but just because I'm not a big fan of hers that, uh, she would be in trouble with something like that. But yeah. Yeah, well, it may, but yeah, may, and uh, from what I understand, like the allegation is that she did the same thing that our own auditor of North Carolina, Beth Wood, did, where she fled the scene so as to not get the DUI, right? Right, and they snuck her off as well, so it yeah. doesn't pay. Just don't drink and drive, you'll be all right. Right, yeah, apparently. Uh, hey, I appreciate the call, Jason. Thank you. Hey, and tell everyone, no more Anheuser-Busch products. No more. Got switch. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it does make sense because for a long time uh, that beverage was uh, uh, was passing itself off as beer. So, sorry. Right. I mean, oh, come on. Am I not supposed to make that? Jo- Is it too soon? Too soon. Okay. I got a bunch of uh, tweets here. This is from Timoteo. Here's a novel idea. Governor Ron DeSantis should run on a platform that includes blanket pardons for Trump, Biden, and their families so that this country can get back to focusing on truly important issues like the world dropping the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency and our impending war with China. (laughs) Not to be all gloomy doomy about it, but uh, yeah, like that... Yeah, that that might be a, uh, a that might be an off ramp. That might be a good off ramp. Um, and well, so if DeSantis is going to get in and he's running against Trump in the primary, and he promises to pardon Trump, like like what does Trump do? Does he like does he pardon himself? Can you pardon yourself? I guess he can. So he would say, "I don't need you to pardon me. I'm going to pardon myself when I win." Like, oh yeah, but I mean, if the if the polling shows that DeSantis has a better chance, I mean, think about that. That's actually so. Timoteo may be onto something here, and that if you are, if you're Trump, well, no, if you're Trump, you don't believe the polls, I guess, because surely, surely, like any poll that shows you losing to Biden must be incorrect, right? So you wouldn't believe the poll. But uh, let's say you do. Let's say you believe a polling outfit. You hired them, whatever, and they're like, hey, DeSantis is polling, like, way ahead of Biden or or Kakala, whatever, if she's the nominee, whatever. So, like, DeSantis, like, he's got a better chance of winning the general election than you do, and he has promised you the pardon. So maybe you should get out of the race. So this way <laughs> you're more you're more likely to get the pardon. I don't know. That's a, it would create an interesting dynamic. Although I wonder, they could probably indict DeSantis uh, for offering bribes, right? He could say, like you could argue, well, you promising to pardon Biden and Trump, that's a bribe to get them out of the race, and you did that in order to help your campaign. And so we're going to indict you now in the state of New York. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, a couple of more tweets here. This is from my friend Ray Cooper. Hunter Biden's crimes were not just the 4473 lie. Indeed, the 4473 lie was a federal felony. His possession while using drugs was a federal felony. His possession while using drugs was a state felony. 
His allowing his girlfriend to take possession of the firearm, state felony. Delaware has a universal background check law that would require a background check to be completed at a dealer before she could legally possess the firearm. Hunter's girlfriend, leaving the firearm for a homeless man to find, violated Delaware's UBC law. Again, universal background check law. And the Hillary campaign categorized the payments for the Steele dossier as legal fees. Right. Proven, since they agreed to pay the fines to the FEC, it's the exact same underlying action that Alvin Bragg is using to go after Trump. So Hillary should be fair game under the exact same application of the standard. Yeah. Charger. Indicter. That's what I mean. Um, Russ says, emotionally, I am cheering on Colonel Kurt Schlichter's position on this, fighting fire with fire. But logically, I'm hesitant because a policy of mutually assured destruction only works when both sides are rational actors. I don't believe that is true now. Like you said, show me the off-ramp. So maybe the off-ramp is the pardons. But here's the other thing. If you don't agree with um, with the tactic, of mutually assured destruction, then uh, th- then what is left? And this is where right, and this is where I I run up against the wall. Like what what is left is that they get to continue indicting, arresting, impeaching. Right, they get to keep doing that, making all these you know accusations and just scorched earth. They get to keep dropping nuke after nuke after nuke. And we don't do anything except cry hypocrisy, cry about tactics, cry about norms. And, but all the while, we lose, right? You, we just keep getting nuked. And our people get arrested, right? People thrown in jail, impeached, thrown out of office, that sort of thing. So if you don't agree to mutually assured destruction as a tactic, then what else is left? How else do you win? And if you are pursuing this, the, the tactic of mutually assured destruction and you're hesitant, as Russ mentioned, because you don't think that you have, you're dealing with a rational actor, well, then, then yes, then, then, the, then the object is to destroy. That's the whole point. It's not you know, mutually assured threats. It's mutually assured destruction, right? Like, you, you play the, like the, once you agree to do this, then you got to commit. They have, right? Alvin Bragg is a foot soldier in the long march. And unless, unless you know, you're not going to fully commit to the tactic, then yes, obviously don't do so. But that's the whole point. Once you commit, then you go all in and you pursue it. Um, Neil says, I agree with your fire with fire idea. The main difference will be where uh, there's no underlying crime with Trump we will be actually finding crimes, right? <laughs> yeah, like that's that is one of the benefits of going after the Biden, you know, influence peddling operation is that there are actual underlying crimes, which makes it. I mean, it definitely makes it easier to win indictments, right? It definitely makes it easier. But as we saw with Alvin Bragg, you can quote get creative, so eh, test out some new theories, and and what if you if if you're not successful, okay. Just keep testing some others. At some point, some piece of spaghetti is going to stick to that wall. I guarantee it.
All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. On Twitter, at Pete Callender, got a message there. Uh, Pete, mutually assured destruction relies on powers that are willing to allow an opponent to take a step back from the red line. Right, or, or... Destruction. That that definitely is one of the outcomes. That <laughs> it's one of the look. I don't like it. But yes, as Timoteo followed up uh, to paraphrase the captain from Cool Hand Luke. I don't like it any more than you do. Right? That's the way they want it. That's the way they get it. Got another tweet from Kay Kelly, who says, "Pete, I live in your old neighborhood." Country Club Heights. Uh, yes. Uh, my old stomping grounds. Uh, the, uh, the absolutely unhinged lunacy on Nextdoor, nextdoor.com, <laughs> website, over Trisha Cotham is very revealing. Every single Democrat doesn't believe a word she says about her experiences in Raleigh, saying that the switch was planned during her campaign. Yeah, it's blue and on. I mean, that, that's what's... Yeah, they like they believe this conspiracy was all cooked up and that you know she she put all of this stuff in in motion. And if that's the case then why I mean why why not do it earlier in the session? Why now? You know? Um let me see here and I got to, oh, I did mention this. I got to uh, I got to tell you about this. So, Leonardo DiCaprio he was in a courtroom testifying about a campaign finance case. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, if you thought that the Chinese spy or, or sorry, if you thought that the Chinese effort to spy on us and influence our government, if you think that started under Joe Biden, you'd be mistaken. Chinese influence might have gotten more prevalent under Biden, but it's been going on for years. Nick Arama at or Arama at redstate.com says, uh, we heard all about the fake Russia collusion hoax for years, but there's a case now going on that you probably haven't heard anything about at all. It's pretty stunning, actually. There's a Chinese-connected Malaysian financier who attempted to influence our government and elections. Actor Leonardo DiCaprio testified on Monday in Washington, D.C., that this Malaysian financier, and that is the way you say the word, Malaysian. I don't know why, but that's the way you say it. Um, this guy's name, this financier's name is Joe Lo. J-H-O-L-O-W. Or maybe it's Lao. Probably Lao. Because you would never want to trust a financier named Lo. That doesn't seem right. So Joe Lao, I think. And um, Lao told Leonardo... Lau told Leo that 
he wanted to donate $30 million to Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. So, the guy connected to China wanted to funnel money to get Obama elected. Now, I wonder why that would be the case, right? Why would China want Obama and Biden re-elected? Oh, gosh, that's a brain buster. Um, quote, it was a casual conversation about what party he was in support of, DiCaprio said, telling jurors that Lau said he planned on giving a, quote, significant donation to the Democratic Party that was, quote, somewhere to the tune of 20 to $30 million. DiCaprio knew Lau because they partied together. And Lau helped finance one of DiCaprio's films. Lau had a ton of money. He's also accused of having embezzled $4.5 billion from Malaysia's state investment fund. But he is now reportedly hiding out in China so that Malaysia can't get him. Enter Praz Michel. I don't know. Is that how he pronounces the name? P-R-A-S-M-I-C-H-E-L? From the musical group, the Fugees who allegedly helped make the donations to the Obama campaign. Since it would be illegal for Loud to do so, it being a foreign contribution of tens of millions of dollars and all. So, enter the Fugees. Prosecutors have accused Michelle of receiving $21.5 million in payments from foreign accounts that were linked to Lau, which the rapper then paid out to about 20 straw donors between June and November of 2012. And those 20 or so donors were then expected to make the contributions to the Obama campaign in their names so the money could not be traced back to Lau. That's how, the, that's how straw donations work, right? After DiCaprio testified, more witnesses came forward and testified that they had been approached to make shadow donations to the Obama campaign as well. They also alleged that Michelle and others tried to interfere in the Trump administration's investigation of Lau, but that that effort failed indictments i'm thinking indictments i'm thinking impeachments i'm thinking more words that start with i but i don't know what they are but they would be bad investigations there you go there's one investigations indictments and impeachments called the three eyes that needs to be the strategy in this mad mad political world this mutually assured destructing world the three eyes. It does, though, it does sound like some side effects of the of vaccine. But no, I'm kidding. I'm just, I am just kidding. You don't get a third eye. All right. Stick around. Brett Winnable's coming up next. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.